It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I am super stoked about this episode because if you follow the Instagram page, as Nicole is just about to start dying laughing already, you have seen our lives. We have the record. I'm pretty sure it's the Instagram record for the longest live ever with like well over 150 people on it. Um, you probably know them best as Outlander Chronicles, Outlander Lounge, and Tracy's Outlanders Obsessed. But we have Tracy, Maria, and Nicole, all Outlander fans, and I am super excited to have them on the show. Ladies, how are we doing this evening? Awesome. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so so good to be here. <laughs> so when I like approached them about, hey, we should do a podcast, it was kind of like, duh, we've done like 17 lives, we probably should do at least one podcast. So <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? So I'm really excited. Thanks. Uh, thank you for for joining. Um, it, it's it's really exciting to actually have you on a show and instead of a live where we, have, we actually can edit ourselves acting like fools out if it, if it happens. Um, That's the best part. <laughs> The foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. Know that you can edit us down if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So I'm just going to start like round robin, just from there, and I'm going to have it. You just kind of introduce yourselves and where you're from, and kind of like how you got started, at least on like the Instagram world and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, we'll just go from there. So Nicole, you're kind of first on my screen, so kick us off. <laughs> um, yeah. So I um, I live in Connecticut. And, um, spring of 2019, um, a friend of mine suggested I watch this, you know, unheard of show called Outlander. And, um, it was on Netflix at the time and I was, you know, sucked right in. And then from there, um, I had started following, you know, Outlander accounts on Instagram and, um, I wanted kind of my own space. And so I made my own handle and it kind of just grew from there. And then um, luckily found a place with some really cool people, including these two lovely ladies. So, yeah, it's been great. 22,300 followers later, here we are. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. Right? Never would have thought that. It's it's crazy how just something small that you think, hey, I'm gonna have just like I'm just gonna dabble in, and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, <laughs> like I, this is like a second job now. Yeah, it was literally just a place for me to post content related to Outlander or just to follow Outlander accounts. So it would just kind of be its own thing, and then from there it just kind of exploded. I didn't think it was ever gonna be this. <laughs> well, here we are. Yeah. Welcome to social media. Tracy, why don't you uh, give us a little backstory about you? Um, I'm Tracy. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, let's see. How did I find Outlander? You want the long story or the short story? It doesn't matter. If it's too long, <laughs> I'll just cut you out. I had heard about it back in 2014. I saw a, a, a um, promo, promo uh, commercial for it on the television, and I was like, no, I'm not going to watch that because I will get sucked in and addicted. Three years later, I happened to turn on the television and flipping channels, saw the woman standing in the window at the base and was like, oh, what's this? Turned out it was that show that I didn't want to watch. And it did, in fact, change my life like I knew it would. And um, so shortly after that, I started an out the uh, Instagram account um, because, like Nicole, I just wanted to have my own space where I wanted to post the things that I wanted to see. And, um, then people started following it and I was not really expecting that to happen. And then I kind of felt like this obligation to keep people informed about everything Outlander and everything about the cast members and all that stuff. And, um, it just kind of grew and kind of just, yeah, it just changed my life. And, uh, met a lot of cool people, including these two ladies and which was really Maria's fault. Um, 
because I said I posted something um, back in 2019. I said, hey, who's going to the New York Comic Con? And she contacted me and said, I am. Uh, do you want to want me to put you in a group with these other ladies? And I said, yeah. And so we've been we friends ever that. since. So do you have the largest fan page? Um, not the largest fan page, but one of the largest fan pages, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I have the largest fan page of somebody that engages. Yes. I would agree with that. The other larger fan pages, I think there's two of them or three. I'm not even sure. They don't. What what I'm guessing, what I'm saying to you from the fan page, like that's one person runs it. Not maybe like a collection. Yeah, I don't I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, but in terms of someone who like puts a face to their account and interacts yes. with people, I would say you're the largest. There are others that just kind of post things. Um yeah. but yeah, you've well, yeah, and I I think some are there to do product mostly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was gonna mention that some incorporate, you know, some outlander stuff, but then they're doing a lot of promotional stuff, selling yeah. t shirts or necklaces and stuff. I know one of the other large fan accounts, um, I had sent her a message once and she's actually from Germany. So she's not like somebody that's vocal and is going to be like us where we're doing Instagram lives and we're talking to other fans and other fan pages. So that's what, you know, yeah. And goes on a podcast and that's what makes, you know, maybe us a little bit different, especially Tracy being as large as she is. And actually like Nicole says, she has a face, like people know who she is. Yeah. So Maria, like we're, since you're you're the last one here, but what's really interesting is Maria and I were kind of the last one to meet too. But it was funny because the first time when I had Graham on forever ago, and I was on with Tracy and 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 Nicole was on too, and and they're like, "Oh, do you have to meet Maria?" And, and I was, and I think she was in the comments or something. And then, boom, here's Maria. Uh, uh, so why don't you kind of give everyone a little bit of background about yourself? Okay, well, I guess I could be the third one of. Trilander. <laughs> there you hey, We need there shirts. There you Trilander. go. Trilander. <laughs> Let's see. I started watching Outlander in, it was when season four started. So it was winter or late fall 2018. Um, kind of the same thing as Nicole, um, where, you know, I, I kind of started researching. You know, I've been a fan of TV shows before, but never like this. So you kind of just like all of a sudden this show like captures you and you're, oh my God, I need to know everything about it. I need to know everything about the actors and the characters and oh my God, it's based on books because I did not know that when I first started watching the the show. Um, so then it became where, you know, I started following fan pages and it's the same. I wanted to have place for my own content. I didn't want to do it on my personal page. And I'm like, I'm starting my own fan page. And I'd never done anything like this before. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the the short version of, you know, my story. Uh, and now my my friend who kept telling me to watch it for like a year before I actually started watching it, you know, so I have her to thank for, for all this. You know, and along the way, I've, you know, made such incredible friends, um, Tracy, Nicole, and the rest of the ladies in her squad. I mean, we talk all the time. I don't think I have had... A friendship friendships on this level ever in my life and i'm like really extremely thankful for it well and that i i you know i want to say i really appreciate you guys welcoming me into your world and your kind of circle of friends because it means a lot. like i've met some really cool people from this too and i know it's like weird as being you know i'm i'm also like the unicorn out there right because i'm like the male that actually likes the show and will engage with it and it's really mm-hmm. funny because I've had a few people slide into the DMs and be like, I guarantee I'm a bigger fan than you. Not, And then I just send them like 27 pictures of places we're filming. I was just like, see you next week. The show's just so, it's so addicting in the aspect. Like it just, it captivates you, not just from a storyline, but from a visual, like everything that's done within this is, is so awesome because it, it, it captures, it captures your emotions, but it captures your, your feelings because of the, the scenery and the background. Like it really kind of, it consumes you. And then to go there and actually see it for yourself, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you understand the things, you know, like, and, and I'll never forget the first time I went to Scotland and, you know, you, they talk about the fairies and, you know, all, you know, you have all this mysticism and stuff with, within some Scottish culture and, 
you understand it going there because you can see how the landscape can almost enchant you and it's really awesome so but yeah it's it's been really cool to be able to be you know friends with you all and be in that world and and everything so thank you for that too yeah it's the crossover has been kind of funny like my husband's like i've been trying to get you to drink whiskey for years (laughs) let's go to scotland and then maybe we're killed and and now are you and now you're drinking whiskey all the time. And the, that's the I think that's the fun thing about all of this that's really brought us together is because the show drinks whiskey and and there's just so much overlap now. Like right the the mm-hmm. the, the actual cast really enjoys whiskey. Obviously, Sam has his own. You know, and expanding that brand. Uh, apparently, we broke news because we got we were in an article about the fact that they got really trashed and and fell through a table and all this stuff. Like that was oh, interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, that was in the Clan Lands book. Yeah, well, with, uh-huh. it, 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 there was something that he said, and I don't know what it was, but I guess I don't know if, but there, there's like an article out, and it's like Sam Hewen admits that he and Katarina got smacked or got, you know, intoxicated on podcasts. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> we're in trouble now. <laughs> but it, it was just, it's, it's the, that long reach, right? Of, of, of how many fans you see. Because I mean, we have, we have people now that are, Germany, Spain, England, Scotland, you know, just all over that are fans of the show that have reached out to us. So it's pretty cool how that door's just kind of been been open. So that's cool. So on that note, Nicole, talk to us a little bit about whiskey because you're saying your husband's been like, Oh, drink whiskey, drink whiskey. So how long have you been kind of drinking whiskey and what really what ultimately got you into trying it? Really, it has not been that long. I'd say COVID has probably um give me a lot more time to try different things. I mean, really the first time I was enthusiastic about trying anything was, was Sam's only because like there was so much buzz around it and being a fan of the show and a fan of his, I was like, you know, if I'm going to try it, why not start here? Cause it was kind of, you know, build is really approachable and, and I did, I really liked it. And so then from there, I can't say I'm super adventurous yet. I kind of, We'll try things here and there. I'm not. What? We're going to get you out of your shell tonight. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this goes because yeah, I I don't have a lot of experience drinking, drinking bourbon or whiskey. So this is going to be interesting. Tracy, what about you? Um, I started drinking whiskey when I started watching the show, I guess, just like you said, you know, Outlander and whiskey, they kind of go together. And then when I was doing my Tuesday night rewatches, I would drink a whiskey, a different whiskey every Tuesday. And so people are always asking me, what am I drinking? You know, what are you drinking tonight? And so show them all the different whiskeys. And, you know, sometimes people would message me for recommendations and stuff. And then Maria even had me on one of her lives. Was it the Christmas live last year? It was my Christmas party next last year. Yeah. And asked me to do a uh, whiskey tasting. So I did an amateur whiskey tasting because I'm obviously an amateur, um, but it was really fun and, uh, you know, and learning a lot of things about whiskey. So that's kind of fun, scotch and uh, bourbon, and it's been fun. It's an interesting <laughs> journey and one that really spirals you into spending lots of money and drinking a lot, but it's well, fun. Yeah, it does. But the, the funny thing is too, when your friends find out that you're a whiskey drinker, um, they buy you whiskey for like for Christmas gifts. I don't or- have that many good friends. <laughs> They're like, you have too much whiskey, Paul. What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm- like half of our whiskey collection is probably gifts. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So Maria, what about you? Tell tell us uh, about your whiskey journey. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go way back to when I was about 19 years old. Like That's years where back. I'm gonna start my whiskey journey really quick. Uh, have to I have to go back that far because you know my mom was a whiskey drinker. She drank like whiskey and Coke all the time. That was like her thing. She was a big whiskey fan. So we always had it around the house. And so I went to a party at a friend's house and I had Canadian club whiskey oh and I got extremely sick on it. I like drank a ton of it, you know, because back then you're invincible and yeah. you know, you're just going to go for it. Ugh. And uh, so, yeah, after that, I did not want to ever go near whiskey again. 
so fast forward to probably about two years ago when I heard the Sassnack was coming out. I'm like, all right, I need to get over my whiskey fear. It's been a long time since that incident. I mean, but just the smell of it or, you know, just like thinking about it. But now I know like it's that's not with, you know, that's not the only whiskey, you know, like I just I didn't have the knowledge of it, of that. There's all these different kinds. And, you know, that's kind of like a a lower end one. Well, yeah, you're probably going to get sick and you're not going to want to ever drink it again. But like there's this whole flavor profile out there and there's all these different kinds um, that you can try. So I ease back into it. I bought those little tiny bottles. I, I did kind of a a whiskey taste test. I think it was Maker's Mark, Dewar's, Jameson, and Crown Royal. And kind of just like did a tasting and kind of reintroduced myself to the whiskey world again. And since then, my husband, he works at a, he works at a liquor store. So he brings a lot of stuff home. Um, And since we've been doing the whole whiskey bourbon thing, he's been bringing stuff home even more. Um, So, you know, Yeah. So it's kind of expanded. Um, and now I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, like even I'd still say I'm at beginner level as far as, um, tasting is concerned and trying different ones. Um, but you know, I'm glad I did what I do did as far as getting myself back into tasting the whiskey, because then when I, the Sassanac did come out, I was able to really appreciate it and was like, okay, yes, this is really good it's not like as harsh as like you know like the jameson to me was like really heavy and it was really strong but the the sassnack had a nice flavor to it and it was something you know and sam had said this is something that you know a beginner could drink and not be scared off by it so it worked for me (laughs) i do not (laughs) let's try some whiskey how about that all right. All right. Yes, let's start. do it. So we have a couple tonight that we're gonna t- we're gonna kind of walk through on this. The first one we're gonna do is Makers 101. Obviously, this is their holiday release. This is a really solid, uh, really solid bourbon, uh, 101 proof from Makers Mark. This is you've probably seen it uh, from you know in the boxes. It's a very nice presentation. Um, but Makers is is known for being more of a sweeter bourbon, so um, I'm really excited to see what you guys think about this one. The bottle's pretty, yeah, yeah, it is. It pours the the sound that it makes when it pours out of the <laughs> bottle is very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, tell me what you smell, <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> and I'll tell you what I smell. <clears throat> Mouth open, Tracy. This is strong. This is really strong. I can smell that right away. Open your mouth and breathe through more of your mouth, not through your nose. I smell honey. Yep. Yeah. Yes. That is like sweet, like it's vanillas. Sweet, yeah. And yeah. So I get kind of a cherry vanilla on the nose a little bit. Okay. Um, that's kind of where that sweetness is coming from. Uh, and then a little bit of like uh, oaky spice to it. Yeah, I definitely get um, the vanilla. It's really and nice. I, and I do. You've got a nice color to this as well. Like it's, it's a, yeah. it's a really nice, uh, it's got a really nice color to it. So um, mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, go ahead and dive in. Nice. So I get, I get a nice sweet vanilla on the front. It gives a little bit of that Kentucky hug on the back end. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Tracy's over here about to blow, blow fireballs. <laughs> um, what do you think? Give me, give me your thoughts. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it is nice. Um, I did. I taste the oak right away and like cinnamon, but not like a cinnamon like you put in a in a cookie, but like more like a red hot cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah. taste. Yep. Like yeah. And if it's a little hot, put a little dab of water in it. I, don't, I should probably told you this. If you have water next to you. Try a little oh, yeah. dab of water in it and yeah. see how that changes the, the profile. Um, the cool thing about bourbon whiskey in general is that you can kind of proof it down to where you're at and not and still keep some of the integrity of the bourbon or the whiskey and so if you take a sip and it's like that's hot put some put a little water in it until it gets to where you like and you still can get that same integrity and you actually get it it'll open the oils up and you're gonna get a lot more of a of a of a of a different taste 
to it and different flavor notes, but still same, you know, integrity of the, of, of the spirit. I like that aftertaste, like that just lingers in the back of your throat and on your tongue. Yeah. And it's just warm. It's very comforting. So I I put, I put water in it and then I get like a dark, I get like a dark, almost maraschino cherry type flavor. So it changes completely from like a rich vanilla sweet to me to more of a deeper, rich flavor uh, when I put water in it. Yeah. I liked it better with the water. Mm -hmm. And, And so People ask me all the time, like, do you, you know, I like it on the rocks and yeah, rocks I, is, is okay. And it's it, to me, at least I don't like it because eventually it waters it down too much. You know, a cocktail is a little bit different because you want that, you want that like nice, you know, refreshing kick to it. But when it comes to bourbon, I just can't do it on ice because eventually I take three sips and I'm chucking it over my shoulder and doing something else. So the next one, I'm kind oh, of jumping right out. in. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> this one's going to be a little hotter. All right. Yeah. This is 104 proof. Make sure you kind of cleanse your palate out a little bit. Open, you know, takes drink some water. The cool thing about Four Roses that I really like, and it's kind of interesting because it's called, you know, it's roses, is I get a lot of floral notes on it. And I'm really excited to see what you guys think about if you get anything. I really like to, I really like to sip on this one. I've, probably done it on several lives that we have. Um, I have to be very careful because it is 104 proof. Uh, (laughs) This is one that's very good that will come and bite you in the ass when you're not expecting it. I'm glad I have to work in the morning. We're not going (laughs) to drink half the bottle, Nicole. I know. I I mean, maybe. (laughs) Six and a half hour podcast. I mean, it's been done. It has been. When you smell it, like, do you get like floral notes to it? Yeah, right away. Right away. You yeah, it's a, very nice. It's like a jasmine or like a honeysuckle, kind of like a sweeter mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. So this one's oh, a little yeah. bit more complex to to it. It's it's a blend of seventy five percent corn, twenty percent rye, five percent malted barley, and sixty percent corn, thirty five percent rye, five percent malted bar- barley. You you'll get baking spices as well, but because it's not full rye, you're getting that blend in there. Um, you're going to get some of those those nice floral notes. I love this one. <laughs> Except when I drink it and just miss the tongue altogether and just go straight down the throat. That was bad. There you go. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster. I do this all the time. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see why I say it's dangerous? It's a higher proof. But well, it's, it's, yeah. it feels lighter down. than the last one. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's got more of a, it reminds, it's got, it's a little bit more bitter than the other one. Mm-hmm. Is that That's just sweet. me or is that? It's not as sweet. Makers is going to be a lot sweeter. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's it's bitter, but not in a bad way, right? Like it's right, not like exactly. I get I get that honeysuckle, those floral notes. I'm not getting that heavy vanilla caramel with this one as much. No, as no, it's no. very unique. Yeah, I did add a touch of water, and I do like that. Um, yeah, it smooths add- it out a little bit more. It's not so. Uh, it, it smooths out the bitterness. Add a touch of water to everything because I mean yeah. that that's the way. And I'll be honest, especially you know with not you some with uh, Maria and Nicole, you guys not drinking as much whiskey. Like it, watering it into everything is going to be what really kind of you'll find your palate that way. Yeah, and then you won't necessarily like. I'm not going to go say drink Stag Junior because you know 136 proof might blow the back of your throat out but you'll get there it's been a long journey now like i'm starting to get out of the 90 proof into the 100 110 proof you know progressively just i think i it's either my i'm either getting old and my palate's changing or i'm just blowing my taste buds out i was gonna say you've you've burnt them all so now you gotta just charge keep going up it's nowhere but up now pride just keep on going i feel like this one really just wants to hang out right here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. It's got a nice um, medium to long finish, and it just kind of lingers in the back. Like a lot. There are a couple bourbons that, and whiskeys that I've had that'll linger more to the tip uh, of your tongue, and it's going to be a little bit more sweeter. This one's not. This one, I, it, you're going to get those those more bitter notes towards the back uh, of of your tongue in your throat, and it does kind of linger. At 104 proof, you can see why. Like it's good, and it's not yeah. like burning like crazy. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous one to crack open at night. Right. Well, I think that's such a 
misconception too, right? Higher proof is going to like burn through your throat. And when it doesn't, it's, you know, Hmm. (laughs) you keep drinking it. Well, it's the quality of the spirit, right? Like you can have, go drink a $10 bottle of 90 proof. And I guarantee you, you feel like, what did I just, what, what the hell did I just drink? No, thank you. I'm going to literally (laughs) fireball my living room. If anything catches on fire, light a match, just torture yard. Yeah. See, I saved the last, the, this one for last because it made the most sense. And also it's tying in kind of everything we're talking about because it is a scotch. Mm -hmm. And this is the one I think I'm most nervous about. Uh, I don't blame you, actually. Uh, <laughs> honestly. So the last one we've got here is Laphroaig 10. Uh, it's an Isla single malt scotch, aged 10 years. And uh, it is 86 proof. So it's not, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get that heat. But boy, are you going to get a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we'll talk a minute before we actually dive in and drink this and give your, uh, give your mouth a chance to kind of settle down from okay. everything else that I just had. Uh, because we're about to throw a whole diff- different spirit in there. <laughs> Just put your nose up to it real quick and tell me if you don't get a campfire. Oh, yeah. yeah. It smells very outdoorsy. Like, leather. I, mean, I want to go camping. Leather I want to go camping and drink it. It's so scotch. And for those that have listened to the show a lot, you've heard me and especially like JC talk about this is a cold weather spirit. I cannot drink oh, yeah. scotch in warm weather. I, I take two sips of it and I'm like sweating. I'm, what the hell is going on? So the cool thing about that I like about scotch, obviously, is how it's made, um, the history behind it, uh, but how different and just all around unique the different parts of of, uh, of of the country are with how they produce the spirit. I think that also goes into the uniqueness of Scotland, you know, like how unique everything is as as from a country perspective of you know, the topography, the culture, where things are made, you know, whether it's uh, Island or Isla or Highlands or Speyside, you know, you're going to get these unique qualities and in, in these spirits, even though you're, you know, in a, in a same relatively small country. So, so I'll kick this over to you all in that. What do you think is very unique? Not just that the show drinks it, but what do you think? Why do you think so many people who watch outlander are drawn to whiskey just not just because of the show like do you think it's the history because so many people think scotland and scotch do you think it is the show or or is it a combination well i think people who already enjoy scotch you know that came first um and i think for people who are fans of the show there's this emotional piece to it you know like whenever they're drinking it in the show there's there's emotion, there's something else attached to it. Um, and maybe people are chasing that feeling. Um, there's, they're so intertwined, the show, the country, and then the whiskey, it's, it just kind of all yeah. lends itself really well. Um, I don't know that I would be that interested in it if it wasn't for the show. And then by default, Scotland, you know, like I, I'm really interested in going Anyway, you should be interested in going. It's <laughs> yes, and we are. We are going next year. Um, well, we plan. We're planning on going in 2022. Same. So, yeah. Um, I think that the show. Yeah, I, same, Nicole. If I wasn't watching Outlander, I don't know if I'd be as into it as I am now. But because the show almost it makes you like it. You you fall in love with Scotland and show and everything about that everything Scottish and Scotch and everything else that goes along with it because of the show. So you you want to be part of it, and that includes drinking Scotch or whiskey, you know. Right. And the fact that even though now they're in America on Fraser's Ridge, he's you know uh, Jamie Fraser's making whiskey. So it's because you love these characters so much. You, you want to love the drink as well. So, you know, I, I think that's bringing in a whole new, you know, a whole new wave of people who, who want to drink scotch, whiskey, bourbon, because of this show, we've become invested in this. Right. We, it's it, a way it to make like, it makes us. Yes. It gives us the connection. It makes yeah. us feel part of it. People just want to be part of things. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Well, and too, I I feel like there are certain things where people feel like there's an exclusivity to it, right? Like, not that you can't enjoy really good scotch or really good bourbon if you don't know a lot about it, but having that knowledge base comes with a lot of practice, a lot of time and, and getting started can feel really overwhelming. Like even just being on a podcast talking about bourbon and whiskey, I'm like, I am so in over my head, but having an interest in the show and in Scotland itself, like it gave me an in, you know, I felt like I can kind of build from there. Um, and I would imagine that there's a lot of people who feel that way. But, and the, the, the interesting thing too, about it and, you know, to Maria's point, right? Like, you know, they're in Scotland and now they're in America and they're making whiskey. It's so intertwined in not just the culture of the show, it's intertwined in the culture of America. It's intertwined in the culture of Scotland. Like it's, it's like that it's a historical piece that's kind of tying it all together. And, and the, the very interesting thing that I'll say, you know, especially the people who might be listening to the show that are, you know, more, you know, the whiskey connoisseurs is how curious everyone that's come from your world will say into ours want to know about the spirit, right? It's not like, oh, I'm just going to go buy scotch at 10 bucks. I'm going to drink it because it looks cool to have a Glencairn, right? There's actual curiosity about the spirit, like the history behind it. What's good? What's not good? You know, how do I learn more? There's been several people that, you know, that will, that'll send a message and say, hey, I'm driving through Kentucky. Where's a couple places I to stop to learn more about, you know, bourbon and things like that. So, the the desire to learn stems more than just from the show. It's it's an all encompassing curiosity. I think of what what's going on with the spirit and and how do I kind of further my knowledge in it, which is really cool to see. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I you know I found myself reading more about it. You know, learning like okay, I a long time ago I didn't know that you know Scotch was a whiskey. You know, like I thought they're all totally different things. I And what it takes to become a scotch as opposed to what is it to be a, a bourbon or a whiskey? You know, like what are the different things that are in place? And, you know, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like more of an adult now because I know these kind of things. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of being a sophisticated adult now, you know. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know about sophisticated for me. I just <laughs> Grown, grown. Yes, I feel a little bit more grown because I know these. I know these things now. So yeah, it's you know it's really interesting from my perspective too. From you know, I come from a family that doesn't drink at all. Um, so this whole thing is you know um, a, a very weird thing to them talking about it and you know because it's like oh you're you know you're an alcoholic because you have 250 bottles of whiskey and all this and you drink and i'm like and 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 the one notion that i think a lot of people don't really understand i don't drink every day like i'm not you know like just because we talk about it every day and post about it every day it's kind of like you guys right i'm pretty sure you don't watch outlander 365 days a year I, no. it's way healthier to watch Outlander that much than drink 365 days a year, though. I will say that, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, and it's the appreciation for the spirit that some people don't understand. And it's look at it. It's fine. And not everyone has to agree with it, but like, it's, it's such an awesome thing to see and witness and really get into. Cause then you start getting into the nerdiness of how they make it and, and what in, what it entails. And, how a different barrel can change how, you know, it tastes and the age process and where it is in a Rick house and all these things, you know, the weather and the climate, yeah, the, the, everything that goes into it starts to really enhance your knowledge and, and get you excited for what, uh, ultimately drinking and buying. So yeah, it's an art form. I mean, it, it really it is. is. Um, one day you will have, you guys will have to come down and we'll go do some distillery tours and it's real interesting to go and you know put your finger in 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 um in actual you know mashes it's it's sitting there that. and and trying it and get you you're tasting you know tasting the whiskey before you, it's it's really whiskey and how yeah. sweet it is or how many different flavor profiles you can get and then you know trying the white dog in that pure form before it goes into a barrel and it's real cool to to see that whole process real interested to see what you guys are going to think about this one <laughs> I already know. It's so funny that you said that about scotch because I I tend to think of except for maybe rum most brown liquors to be like winter type 
drinks because they do like warm you. Right. And so as soon as you said that, like this, like campfire and like winter, like, I don't know that I pick up whiskey or scotch in like in July, like that might not be my go-to. So yeah, I'm interested to see. This is (laughs) all I want to do now is go get a cigar, sit out by a fire and just. (laughs) I can say that. Are you okay, Tracy? This is not her jam. It just brings back so many memories. <laughs> Good ones, clearly. You're going to get a lot of that smoky campfire, whatever you want to think about it. Uh, in the front. And on the back, there's a sweet, almost vanilla undertone to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put it's, it's, some water it's in it. It's a lot of smoke for me. Oh, it is a lot of smoke. Definitely. Yeah, I, gotta, I need to try it again. I don't mind it, though. I thought I was going to, I didn't think I would like this. It's 10 year old scotch, okay. so. You're getting into the good part of that. Go ahead, Tracy. The first time I tried this, I really, really, really didn't like it. And it was, this was probably a year or so ago. I had a bottle of it and I gave it away because I didn't like it. It just reminded me of an old ashtray. <laughs> to be honest, when I, whenever I smelled it and it still does. I mean, you know, the whole campfire thing, whatever, but t- tasting it, it's not bad. Yeah. It's amazing how when you start to drink more, you know, whiskey in general, how your palate starts to really enhance and how you'll drink, go back to something a year or two later and be like, why did I either like this or why didn't I like it? I mean, I really didn't like it. Like like I said, I gave it away. And once you can get past the the campfire smell, whatever, mm-hmm. very good. You've got yeah, almost like on, on the back end, almost like a citrus vanilla type. Uh, kind of finish to it. Um, the smoke does now. I will say the one thing about this that I like is that it's only got a light peat kind of flavor to it. If it if this was like this smoky with like a lagavulin peat t- to it, it would you we'd all be on the floor. Would just kick us out of the chair. But it's it's really good. Like this is something like if you're gonna get an Isla Scotches, this um, Lafroig also makes triple wood. It's triple barreled uh, scotch. I would really, uh, I, I tell a lot of people who drink bourbon, try that if you're going to want to get in a scotch because it's going to probably be the most bourbon type scotch that you're going to find. Um, and I think it's, um, I think it's the uh, Prince of Wales favorite, uh, favorite scotch. But I, I believe what? licensed by the crown to distill in Scotland. It's uh, part of the, uh, it's part of the United Kingdom, anywhere, right? Like anywhere, you have to have that that like royal. Seal. Probably, I gotcha. One of the things to become a to become a Scotch, it's probably one of the rules that are in place to be considered Scotch is to be. Cool. I like it with water too. I just try I like this one. This is one of the go tos from a Scotch perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna have a rowdy night. It's gonna be reloggable in sixteen. But if this is just a sipper, this is the one to really go with. Really enjoy this one. So which yeah, one did you use? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say this one's like the most atmospheric to me. Like it it evokes more of like an experience versus the other two you might just enjoy and sip them. But this one is like a whole, you know, atmosphere and like I don't know. Am I making it, any sense? It's like a moment. Yeah. It's a moment that you would rem- yeah, like you I've heard and it's like you don't really know. It's like you hear it. You don't really know until you taste it what they're talking about that it you would connect this flavor and the smell and everything with a moment. Mm-hmm. And that's very much an experience and moments kind of uh dram we're having. <laughs> so Nicole, which one do you, do you like the most? Oh God, um, I really like the, I really like the <laughs> I really like the makers, but I don't know. I I kind of am leaning towards Lafroig, mainly because it surprised me the most. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Look at you! I'm a newbie. <laughs> I'm going straight for the ten year old Scotch. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to go big, right? Yeah. Well, you know, go big or go home. Tracy, what about you? I think I like the Four Roses, yeah. but Nicole's right. I think I like the Lefroy the best, I, which is really funny because I didn't even want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't want to buy it for this. Um, so, yeah, so it surprised me. What about you, Maria? I like the Maker's Mark. Um, 
better than the four roses. And I thought it would be opposite because, you know, when I opened them prior to doing this mm-hmm. podcast, I just kind of went by smell and I didn't want to taste them yet. So just by smell, I said, oh, I think I'm gonna like the four roses better, but I do like the maker's mark better. I put those two in a different category yeah. than the Lafroy. I, I like we've all, all three of us said, and I feel like I'm repeating, just repeating what they said, but because it is so different and it is like a moment and it's a memory, it makes it special just because it's, it's so different that I, I enjoy it and I enjoy it in a different way than I would the maker's mark. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all very partial to things related to Scotland and, and then by default outlander. So I think like that's the deeper connection for me. And maybe that's why I'm leaning towards it too. I mean, I do enjoy it, but I, there is that emotional piece that I can't really deny. Mm-hmm. Next yes, thing you yeah. So if you close your, if you close your eyes, you can just pretend like you're sitting. Pretend you're digging uh, up the peat. And- pretend you're digging the peat or that this is the Lafroig that, um, I mean, even though this was bottled 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, uh, we can think about the, the boot of grain that Sam had in his pours out and the barley malt floor there, the malting floor. I actually saw that. I actually saw that. And I was just like, you know, if that distiller was like smart, they would have taken like, what was it, his boot and just made like, like one bottle. This is one name. bottle. <laughs> Name's boot liqueur. You know, that would have been really, that would have been hilarious. And sells $2.7 million. Charity. Oh Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, the experience is there. You can just sit and, you know, close your eyes and pretend that you're there, you know, mm-hmm. and just see it and smell it. That I can pretend that this is what smells, what it smells like there, you know, with the ocean <laughs> and everything. Next thing you know, and you guys are going to be having 25 year old scotches by a fire, smoking a cigar. It's, it's a, sl- it's a slippery slope. You know, it, then, you know, it, it was, I went to Wisconsin this year and met some people from, from Instagram and, and one of the girls was like, uh, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't drink a lot of whiskey. And she's like, I want to though. And by the end of the day, she had her legs crossed with a cigar in her hand, drinking bourbon and looked like an absolute <laughs> boss. And I was just, I, I, I looked at her. I was just like, I, I don't know where this came from, but this brought something out of you that nobody, her husband's looking at her just like, who, who are you? Um, it was great. So, um, yeah. Um, I have a feeling, though, at some point, the four of us will be drinking some scotch in the actual Scotland at some point because. Hey. Hey. Well, like a point and B, I'm an instigator like a son of a bitch. So I'm going to figure out something. You know, I'm just going to come up with some random hair. If you can somewhere. get us there, I'm there. I mean, I can get I can get us everywhere. Like, wh- when do you want to go? You're the one with the weird ass schedule, you know? You know, the job and kids yeah. and. Oh, leave the kids. It's fine. They they'll somehow figure it out. They they survive without they survive without us anyway. I I think there's a lot of cool things, especially from like a whiskey crossover with 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 Scotland and Outlander and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to have something to do when the show ends, right? I mean, Jesus, it's not like we're gonna go rewatch the show every year. It's get crazy. We'll do that too. (laughs) I was actually super stoked when I found out Graham's gonna be in the um, Game of Thrones reboot. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, well, I, I, cause uh, I've, oh, yes. I have never been so mad in my entire effing life when Game of Thrones and how it ended. I was like, you literally made me watch this fucking show for that long. You built up an entire oh, backstory terrible. about someone to suck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We were very disappointed as well in my home because we were Why? huge Game of Thrones fans. And Why it did just- it matter? Why did his backstory even matter? Who his mom was, any of that didn't matter. Nope, none of it. I have no, no. clue what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Fine. I mean the show was fantastic, knowing. and Fine. that ending was. He sleeps with his aunt, and it's oh. really weird. There's a lot of incest in that show. I got to tell you, it's a, it's a, that's the only thing about the that's the only thing about that guy that really gets me a little weirded out. I've actually been fun story. Like this is like the weirdness. Like a lot of people don't know. Like I'm a big fat nerd. I've actually been where they film Game of Thrones too. I've oh, sat cool. on the Iron Throne uh, where they filmed King <gasps> Landing. Really? And it's an, it was filmed in Ireland, isn't it? Uh, part of it, but also uh, where they filmed King's Landing is Dubrovnik. That's right. Okay. In Croatia. I'll send you pictures. Okay. You'll see. 
Because there's been like some scenes where they were like walking down back alleys and stuff, and you're just like, "Yep, this is exactly where it is." But there's actually this really cool, there's this really cool bar. So my buddy uh, is a uh, is a uh, basketball uh, recruiting analyst and uh, did a tour of Europe uh, with you know to see some of the prospects over there. And he was in Croatia, and there's this there's a bar in the wall, like literally, you walk almost through a hole in the wall of the city. And you walk through it and you would never really know what you're going into. And it's this like bar that overlooks a cliff and the Adriatic and everything. It's just so awesome. And so he's the one that put me onto it. And it's, you want to talk about another country that just makes you just go like, where the hell am I? Like go to Croatia and drive. So like there's a, I have a picture and it looks like I'm looking out over Jurassic Park because it doesn't even look normal. I mean, it's the topography and everything and how you have like rock and, and, and trees and everything kind of growing intertwined. It just, that's another country that'll just make you go interesting. And the real funny thing is cause they have, you know, Blackwater Bay in the show and it mm-hmm. gets dark and the water looks black around Dubrovnik, which really made it real interesting and how they picked it and, and everything. See, like the, the more, you know, Paul's a fucking nerd. Look at that. <laughs> it's amazing. I haven't been to Canada where they filmed Smallville. By the way, you want to see me fanboy? Oh my god! You want to see me fanboy? Wait Tom till Willing. I get Tom Willing on this show. That, that's I, I'll, I don't even know if I'll get through the show. He's gonna come on and be like, "It's Clark Kent." All right. <laughs> so you were a big fan of Smallville? Oh my god! I've rewatched Smallville probably like six times. I think every, I watched the first season of that, but never finished it. I watched the first few. Yeah. Every every girlfriend has hated me. <laughs> For oh. it's been like the test, right? Like here, you have to watch the show with me. If you don't like it, yeah. it's over. Sorry, it's yeah. over. You don't pass. Um, yeah, big Smallville fan. I've watched several episodes. There's, I'm surprised I haven't been to Canada yet, where they filmed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because it's in Canada. Me too. Like, eh. I'm surprised. Paul, have you ever been in a fandom? Like this, no. Uh, Game of Thrones. So I was really into out, uh, Walking Dead and um, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was probably the most thing I've been in. We had like Game of Thrones parties at my house where, like, when they had the season premiere, um, I was Jon Snow for Halloween one year. <laughs> oh, nice. Really funny. <laughs> seeing me with a wig on, I look like an absolute fucking buffoon. Um, <laughs> Smallville affected me differently because it, I, I I identify with it because it's a lot of my formative years, right? Like the show started when I was 15 and went till I was 25. And in that time, I went from high school to a divorce, right? In that span, right? Like, so there's like that 10 years I went through like a, a big, you know, a big thing and all that. So I identify with that. It's I think that's a little bit more emotional, Outlander's different in the aspect that it sparked it sparked something with a country that now like I I literally fit into trips and I'm like oh, I'm not going to go to Scotland on this trip I don't have time and the next thing you know you're seeing me I'm like hey, I'm in Edinburgh yeah. how's it going yeah, I'm only here for a day but that's okay I fit it in like you went out of your way to make it happen yeah. I, I was or going for a day that. paid for two um, yeah. nothing has sparked something like that and then the more of Scotland I see the more I fall in love with it um, I, you know it's it's um, it's it's different than Bavaria because the Alps, like if you get into like you know, especially around Salzburg in southern Germany, like there's places around there that you just feel like you're going through like, and it's so dumb to say as a dude a Hallmark movie. Um, but if you really want a Hallmark moment, go to the Christmas markets in Edinburgh. You will feel like you are in a Hallmark movie for the rest of your life. Um, because it literally looks like something out of a Hallmark movie. It is yeah. unreal. I saw a video on Instagram that somebody posted in, of Christmas in Edinburgh right now. And oh my God, it's beautiful. Well, oh, they it's just great. got like a foot of snow. It, well, yeah. But yeah, it's like looking at a Hallmark movie. It is. It's, we, it's, it's something you have to experience. I, I went, it, it, the food is unreal, obviously. Uh, I stayed in a, uh, like a Duke's mansion that they turned into a B- Airbnb stayed, stayed in the room the queen stayed in in like 1958 which was real interesting saw TV in Scotland that you never <laughs> knew existed the just the scenery it's unreal um i mean i've been to can't wait I, i've been into the cairngorms i've been up to isle of sky 
all the way, you know, from the lowlands into the highlands and, and Edinburgh and all around been to Fife, uh, St. Andrews, which you want to talk about, a you want to talk about an amazing place. St. Andrews is unreal. They have this like little town square and it just, uh, just, I don't know. Scotland's amazing. Oh yeah. Go get in a car and get lost. That's the plan. And then Ted Lasso, if you haven't watched that, that's well, another I've one. Watched, I've watched Ted Lasso. I watched the first season like 17 times. Okay, good. Because it's so freaking good. 17 times. What's her face? Um, Hannah. In, Rebecca. In, yeah, Rebecca. Yes. She, uh, she was in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Shame. 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 It was really him. funny. Nobody thought it was funny when I was like, uh, you know, yelling shame at the top of the stairs and, and like, where they do the walk of shame. How it was funny. And I thought I thought it was hilarious, but they didn't think it was funny. Probably because I was walking around naked down, you know, down the street. They're like, you're weird. Yeah. Just kidding. That did not. Why are you happen. naked? Why are you naked? Uh, there's an office re- reference. There's a, Now there's a show I've been obsessed with for a long time. Oh, the office. Yes. so ladies thank you for joining the show this has been fun we've kind of gone off this is like been alive right we just started going off on tangents random things it's been fun one of these days we all live i mean except for nicole who lives like you know in canada connecticut (laughs) connecticut it might as well be canada it's far enough away We're going to have to actually get together and actually have real drinks. And, you know, we won't, we won't, we shouldn't tell anyone. And then like, you know, one of us do a live. Go and live like, yeah. Like, oh, that would be great. You know, like I'll start a live and then I'll be like, who's that over there? And then just like all like, <laughs> walk into each other's like cameras and stuff. It'd be really funny. Everyone. We've done that. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't done it. Over it doesn't always either. work out well because you end up finding yourself much funnier than anybody else does. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I'm hilarious. If nobody else does, I don't care. At least I'm going to think it's funny. There you go. At the end of the day, right? That's all that matters if we think we're funny. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Make sure you follow all three of these great ladies on Instagram. You can follow Tracy at Outlander Obsessed. You can follow Maria v.outlander.lounge and Nicole at outlander chronicles thank you so much for joining us and remember a bourbon with friends can change the world that's it for this episode of bourbon with friends be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode while you're at it leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show you can also check us out on instagram at bwf podcast thanks for listening